Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website. Head over to shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast, where we've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey there, Lisa Mustard here. If you don't know me yet, I'm the person behind the therapy show with Lisa Mustard, which is part of the Psych Craft Network of Podcasts. And I'm so proud to be a part of this network along with Aaron and Nathan of the Shrink Think Podcast and the great work they're doing to help people in their journeys. And if you haven't discovered the therapy show with Lisa Mustard, you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I'd love for you to join me as I interview seasoned and knowledgeable talk therapists to glean valuable insights, techniques and tools that you can apply to your practice and your life. Plus, some of my episodes qualify for continuing education contact hours. So be sure to check it all out over at lisamustard.com for all my episodes. Plus, you can get your first continuing education contact hour for free. That's lisamustard.com. Bonjour, eh, buongiorno. Welcome to the Shrink Think podcast. Why are we talking in French and Italian? Well, you are. Because I just got back from a trip to Paris and traveling throughout uh, Italy. And so I'm just practicing. Actually, I'm still a little bit in that zone of like, like go places and people are like, hi, can I take your order? And I'm like, bonjour. Oh, I don't have to say that. Um, <laughs> so I just figured I'd start the podcast where I'm at. So can you introduce or no. advertise everybody <laughs> the swag at the shrinkthink.com forward slash swag in Italian? Go. No, absolutely not. Okay. I can say uh, un cappuccino and <laughs> un croissant. <laughs> croissant. That's Isn't French. Croissant? croissant. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure if my son is listening, he's like, that's the worst French ever. <laughs> like slapping his head don't worry our kids will not listen to this no they're <laughs> like, That's not. not for at least 30 years probably <laughs> right um then it'll pull out the archives well today we got an interesting topic we were talking about this before we started recording uh and i was kind of asking you like okay what is this really about because you mentioned something about don't be offended and it's really about being offended because there's this thing that's going on these days where people can be offended in fact uh, I was talking with somebody last night about this, about like this thing happened and she was like, and I, I, I'm offended. Um, and she was describing it in a, a really particular way that I think is good that we'll unpack here, mm. but I think that's not the norm. She's a therapist also. So, you know, it happens to be like therapists, I think often can figure out kind of the differentiation between things here, but let's unpack this. What, when we're talking about being offended, like, what is this whole topic about? What's the problem that's happening? And then as we discuss, we'll kind of move into like, what do we do about this? Yeah, I think one of the things I want to rule out right off the bat, if somebody were to hit you physically, you should be offended by that. That's assault, brother. And we're not talking about things that are tangible in the sense of like, I don't know, some kind of harm to you that's tangible, like it actually happens physically. And also, I would say that um, this idea like emotional abuse, people yelling at you or whatever, they're somehow trying to diminish you. We're not talking about that. 
we're talking about this idea of ideas. Somebody has an idea, they share an opinion, they believe differently than you, and it bothers you. In our culture, we've got this whole group of folks that it is bothering them so much that they are offended, which means you need to stop talking. You need to not have that opinion. That opinion is not okay. See you later. So let me give you an example. There are some people out there that um, begin with this conversation of like, okay, who's the GOAT? Who's the greatest of all time? Is it LeBron? Is it Kobe? Is it Michael? And somebody will say, oh, easy, it's LeBron James. And if you disagree with them, they will shut you down. And these guys are like, nope, conversation's over. LeBron, easy. He's the hands down. And you're like, wow, why are you so offended, bro? (laughs) Right. You can't even have the conversation. There's no intellectual conversation with these LeBron promoters. Right. I think one of the things I'm aware of is we're saying like these people, like, you know, that this group of people, and I've said it too, it's like, well, there's not a particular bunch of people going around holding hands, you know, that are all together doing (laughs) this. Maybe somewhere (laughs) right? in like Iceland, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, because some place small. It's just like this aspect of culture. And we, and the thing of it is, I guess I wanted to talk about this because I feel like we all have to end up dealing with this one way or another, because what you're doing when you're posting on Instagram, you're posting on Facebook, you're posting somewhere and you're thinking like, oh man, somebody going to be so offended that this gets launched into oblivion somehow. And I was thinking, you know, this is really dumb. I mean, all you really need to do is have this thing called, you know, like not just tolerance, but humanity but you know people don't believe the same way as each other i mean you have different belief systems and if you end up having children or family members or whatever that have different ideas or opinions or you know like maybe you're an athlete and somebody else is a um, artist or whatever or uh, if one of your kids ends up you know going in in a different direction than you as a parent or you as a family go then you're going to be dealing with these differences, right? And you can't, in those moments, you can't just be like, well, I'm so offended because you're going to lose that relationship with your kid, for example, right? So you have to have some humanity, some tolerance for the other person in the relationship in order to maintain the relationship. That kind of thing, actually, I think has been going on for a long time. You get like families that have very rigid belief systems around something and a kiddo is a little awkward or quirky in whatever way, and they do not line up. I mean, I've I've literally had clients that are, I mean, it's a great example where the rigid belief systems, maybe everybody in the family is an athlete, and then one of the kids is like a chef, you know, or they're like just super creative. They play the guitar. They are not athletic at all. Like they just don't fit in at the, in that system, so to speak. And so the lack of tolerance, I think, creates that rift or it creates that conflict between the people which is what we're talking about. And in that case, it's not really somebody's offended, um, but it's kind of that same idea where you can take offense to something that doesn't mean that the person that's doing something did something offensive. Right. Right. With all of this, I think we need to be clear that we're not assigning any bad motives to people. I don't think anybody who's sharing an opinion is really like trying to offend other people. And the people that are getting offended or taking offense are not trying to do something malicious with their offense. They just genuinely believe that I'm offended and I have a right to be offended. It's your job then as the offender to go away. Right. The end. <laughs> right. The end. End of story. Yeah. Also, if you won't go away, we will make you go away. Right. Bye bye. That's the whole cancel culture thing. If somebody was trying to put their opinion out, right, they're intending, they don't care if you're offended, you can suck it type of thing. Mm-hmm. How about this? 
What I'm saying is, so what? Right. So, so what? My point, exactly, because like they're still sharing their opinion. They want their opinion to be heard or whatever, made space for. That doesn't mean that they're maliciously, intentionally like slapping you across the face <laughs> right. like a fish, like whack, whack, whack. Your opinion just hit me in the nose. <laughs> right. Cancel. Oh, yeah? Take the other side. <laughs> Let me share more of my opinion. No, the point is, if you're sharing an opinion, it's like, great. Maybe you feel passionately about that. Maybe you've got a very strong opinion. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Great. <laughs> and to integrate a little bit for, for some of our longer term listeners, this whole idea of internal family systems, right? So there's parts, we all have parts. There's our self, our self is not a part. Okay. So parts simply are like an emotion, a thought, and a body experience. So as you might have said sometime before, like part of me wants to go to the store and another part of me wants to lay on the couch and never move again. Okay. So two different parts. Um, I, my, my belief in the scenario of this whole offended thing is these are people that are, are blended with their part and they're not even there. Like their self is actually not present. They got one part of you that really wants this opinion to be out and does not care about anybody else's at all. And that is felt the other people, um, across from them, like maybe they, now they get into a part where they're like totally offended. This part's like, Oh no, you can't have that. You can't do that. I can't hear that. And Here's the irony, and this is the reason why I use the IFS. Why parts exist is usually to put us into connection with other people. The intent of the part is to help keep some kind of connection alive. So, but they, but the part believes it's important for uh, this belief system, whatever it is, to be maintained. And there's something, and I'm getting a little bit too much in the weeds, but there's something in IFS is called the paradox of parts. And what it means is when it, the very thing that the part's trying to do, it actually doesn't get, it actually pushes away. So connect to me. I want you to believe the same way as me. It's going to be this pure fun thing, right? That's what the part is doing. Yep. Um, and that's what they're saying. They're doing, they're saying whatever the opinion is, right? And that's what they're trying to do. Come close to me. But the other person takes it and goes like, nope. I will not do that. I will run away. I am out of here. Um, and that that person is actually also trying to maintain the connection, which is a weird irony. So my point of bringing this all up is if you can look at the humanity in this situation, when it comes to understanding you're talking, you're actually talking to another human being. They now have a totally different belief system than you that's completely like, honestly, it could be totally weird. Like if you take something that in our in our culture, everybody, pretty much everybody disagrees with, like the whole Aryan nation thing, for example, um, if you <laughs> why is it you always go back to that? That's because so funny. because there's such a small group. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, such okay. a it's it's a very tiny group of folks. And um, there might be people that kind of think like, oh, I don't think that bad about him or whatever. But in general, like everybody kind of goes like, mm, that's kind of a problem. So I'm <laughs> what I'm saying is that. If you, even if you were to talk with a person from that perspective and you're already totally offended, that is still a human being sitting across there. They're still human. They have whatever they have that they believe. Now they might be so rigid that they're not able to have a conversation with you. Okay, that's fine. Then you just don't. Yeah, it kind of reminds me. I remember, um, I don't remember if I read a story or like saw like a, a video on this, but there was this guy, this black guy in the South somewhere and he was uh, around, there were like these uh, KKK meetings or people that were happening. 
and he decided to either like go to some meetings or like start talking to some of the people and he like befriended them because he from that same perspective he was like well these are people and um i don't really think that i'm gonna like shut this whole system down but maybe i can like get to know a person and win a person over and he just became friends with them and started having conversations and like things came up or came out where the other people I think had some ideas about him that were incorrect. And so he was able to like talk with them and like, they were like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to hate you, but I don't because I know you. And actually I don't really like this thing that I believe in. And over time, and he's done this for like many, many years, he's like converted so many people away from that belief system. And so it's that idea that it's like, sure, I'm, I can imagine there is a lot of discomfort, a lot of fear, a lot of, you know, offense that this guy right. had for a long time being around these people with this very hateful belief system. And yet he still treated them like human beings and made a very significant positive impact. Yeah, I think when, when it comes to tolerance, uh, that word has been used a lot. I grew up a lot with that word. It actually makes a lot of sense. It's probably the right word to use. Ultimately, though, it's not happening anymore. Yeah, it's a different version it's, of the word now. Yeah, it's be somehow become, okay, tolerance implies that you need to agree with and put up with the other person's belief. Like, no, you don't. You don't need to agree with their belief. So people are like, you have to tolerate it. Like, that's true. And that means that you just have to be able to maintain your own humanity and position if you want to when you're in conversation with the other person. So, like, in other words, I think about it like there's, like, a, a circle of space around you, right? If you've got your circle of space around you and I've got a circle of space around me, if you're sharing your opinion, that doesn't infringe upon my space. Your space doesn't grow and get larger. Your circle has not gotten bigger. And my circle around me doesn't get tinier and like squish me in. And I'm like, you know, like <laughs> stuck in. It doesn't do anything to me at all. It may be louder. You may be very passionate about, you know, your opinion or share an idea that's very intense. And it may seem like that circle gets bigger. But it doesn't. It actually, in reality, has not gotten any bigger than what it is. You've just filled up the entire space of your circle with your opinion. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. Thanks for sharing. It's the idea that I think as the listener on the other side, there's a part of this where I have to realize that it does not affect my space. It does not do anything. That's a, like a psychological um, imaginary thing that's happening that's not even real. Right. It's in my head. If if I believe that you have done something to me and like taken away my position or your opinion matters and mine doesn't, that's not real. You might not be listening to my opinion, but that's a whole different story. Let's pretend that you are listening, but you just have shared something that I disagree with. Right. That doesn't diminish the space of my circle at all. Only in my head. And I can choose to actually relinquish that and be like, wait a minute. Um, you can have your space and I'm going to take my space back and oh, we can both exist here. You can share your opinion and I don't have to agree with it. And it's like, whatever. There is um, buzz topics and I'm not going to get into them, to be honest, because it's not worth it. But but this occurs in these buzz topics. Right. And um, it, it's kind of this this. And this is, I guess, what I'm a little reactive to, which is why I wanted to do this, because I, I feel like people are losing touch with themselves is there's an automatic pre-programmed way that you're supposed to react to certain things that come up. And that's ridiculous. Um, that automatically means that you, you cannot have any kind of continued thought or any kind of continued development 
on some of these subjects. Just can't be. You have to now divide. Or, or there's no conversation that you can have. Right. And so in essence, like the relationship or the conversation really just stops. That, and that's what I hear from a lot of clients that come in. You know, they'll be talking about these other relationships that they're having. And they'll say very similarly something about this. And it's like, I, we just can't talk about it. And I'm like, I try to introduce this subject, right? I'm like, I'll try to push it a little bit of like, hey, this is just their opinion, right? Can you can you just be respectful of that? Meaning you don't have to agree with it, but you respect that they have one and you're letting them have it, right? And also you have one. And it's like when you can actually broach these conversations in these subjects with that confidence, not taking something away from the other person, but also not allowing whatever you have to say to be taken away, then you can have like two things on the table at the same time, which is possible, by the way. Nathan can have his coffee and I can have my water <laughs> bottle on the table at the same time and they might disagree, right? But they can still exist. Right. I think the, the reality on the other side of this coin is that there is a point where you might not be able to tolerate it. Like you, you let's say you're having a conversation, you, you become offended and you just are like, no way. And in your mind, it's like, that's it. I can't do it. Okay, you can't. That's fine. Then you don't. The thing that has happened is there's this um, almost advocacy that happens where like, okay, I can't tolerate that. I need to make sure that this opinion is not heard. Because if I anywhere, because if I can't tolerate it, nobody else should have to tolerate either, as opposed to no, this might just be my issue. I might not be able to tolerate it, but other people might be like, well, it bothers me, but like I can tell it's fine. Right. And honestly, think about the arrogance in that. So because you can't tolerate it, you know that that should not happen for anyone. Right. And you are the deciding person. And that the narcissism in that. Welcome to the jungle, baby. You really would need to take a breath, go back, try to understand what your own situation is, understand what you actually think. Because what's happened is you've been challenged in such a way that you have ran into a belief system you have is very crystallized. It can only be one thing. That you have that is very crystallized. Right. And that's it. That's the end. That doesn't mean there. If you think about this, honestly, just this entire subject. There have been thousands of years that have preceded us and people, people had all kinds of, of different opinions of, and stuff. And there, and yes, people did go to war in different, in different scenarios over some of that stuff. But this, our day and culture is weird people. I mean, it's, it's, this is weird. Let me give you an example. As I was thinking about this, you know, being offended or taking offense the example I think of is like whenever I encounter somebody that annoys me or bothers me or gets under my skin or whatever, I always ask myself the question, what is it about me that I am so bothered or annoyed by this thing or by this person? It's not what is it so annoying about the other person, right? That's easy to point to. It's like, you know, you bite your nails or you like you're <laughs> the way you the way you talk is like so like whatever, like ah gets under my Skin. Stop talking about me. You're in front of <laughs> right, everyone. Right. <laughs> but it's more like there's something in me. And it, to your point, you're saying that there's this like crystallized belief system that I've like never really looked at or that is so inflexible. Right. It's so rigid that it cannot flex to tolerate this thing that's happening. So there's something that's going on in me that's saying I cannot deal with this. I have no tolerance for it. It's like you know, the temperature got below uh, 69 degrees in my house and I'm like, I'm cold. I can't handle it. Like, like, nope, turn it off. Burn it all down. 
<laughs> right? Burn the whole thing down. It's like, no, wait a minute. Can I tolerate a little bit of this? What is going on in me that is not allowing me to flex a little bit? I think the greater thing is when people get together that all agree and with the same kind of belief, whatever it is, and then they go, okay, now we are all going to agree that we're not tolerating anything except this, right? Uh-huh. Can we all put a secret handshake alert? Can we all uh-huh. like uh-huh. agree that we're going to tear down anything that doesn't, whatever? My thought overall is that tolerance essentially means that you're able to sit there in the moment, hear everything that's going on, and still be connected with the person's humanity uh-huh. and still be connected with your own. And it may be that you have, and we're not, and by the way, this crystallized belief thing that we've been talking about. It's not the same as like something that you just believe, like, you know, you believe it. you've you've been, maybe it's your whole life. You thought about things, but that doesn't mean usually in those scenarios, you can, you can form it. Like you can play with it. It's dynamic. It's flexible when you're talking with other people and you kind of understand it and know that about yourself. And you also know that people don't agree with you. So you're not necessarily offended about whatever that is. We're talking about stuff that you run into and go, no, and then no one has to do this. It's like. Mm-hmm. We're, this is all about unity and not not division, you know, because this whole thing is, is creating a lot of weird stuff. And I thought, you know what, we can speak to this to some extent. Yeah. And we as therapists sit across from people who believe a lot of different things from us and share a lot of opinions that we don't share or we don't you know, agree with or we don't have the same opinion about. And yet all day long, we have the ability, we develop the ability to tolerate these things and to still remain connected and to see oh, I don't need to agree with you on this, or we don't need to see eye to eye on that thing. We don't have to share the, the same opinion. We can actually have a lot of difference of opinion and still be in relationship and still be able to connect just fine. Right. So in the end, love your neighbor, I guess. And just as a reminder, like this is our like little disclaimer. You know, this is not therapy advice. We're not your, not your therapist. We're not your attorney. So this is all just for entertainment purposes, entertainment and educational purposes. Just FYI. Right. Educate yourself. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening.